0: Welcome to part three of the Your Impactful Year series. If you haven't done the work from the earlier parts yet, go backwards and do that because each part of this series builds on the previous ones. And if you don't have the workbook yet, you can go grab it at jennahelberg.com/series. It's free. I just ask for your email in return. Now that you've got a clearer vision of what you'd like your work to look like and what success in your business means to you, you can start making decisions around how your business can support that vision. And I want to preface this part and actually everything we do from here on with saying that always, always listen to what feels good and right to you. Anything I ask of you to do in your planning or in your business, ask yourself if this sounds good to you or if you want to do the things in some other way. My intention isn't to give you like a cookie cutter blueprint to follow. I hope that you can view all these ideas more as guidelines. I want you to always consider what fits you and what doesn't. Also remember to treat all of this as an experiment. Even though we tend to have some idea of what isn't gonna feel good to us, We can't ultimately figure out what works only on paper. We actually have to try the things and try them for a while to see what works and what doesn't. In part three, you're going to map out how your offers fit in with the time you have available to you and the revenue that you'd like the business to bring in. So first you're going to decide what you're going to sell. Because you decided in part two how many hours you'd like to work per week, it gets easier to figure out how many of your services, your offers, your products that you can realistically market and deliver on each month. This in turn helps you figure out what they should cost so that you can reach those revenue goals. If these numbers are looking unrealistic, so so the amount of sales you would need or the price that you would need to charge, can you refine your offers in a way that doesn't take you a ton of time, but allows you to charge that higher price? Or can you find ways to spend less of your time for sale? What you need to do to get your numbers to add up will vary depending on so, so many things. So I can't really give you an exact solution here on the podcast, but hey, If this is something that you get stuck with, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know or ask your business friends. I'd also like to encourage you to think about whether or not you enjoy delivering on each specific service or offer or product you have. Maybe sneak a peek at what you wrote in part two around how you'd like your work to look and feel. Can you change your offers to align more with how you'd like to work? Can you remove offers that just don't feel right to you or that really aren't making the impact that you'd like them to in your business? Another area that we'll tackle today is going through those key activities that you'll do regularly in your business. When we're stressed, maybe about sales or about not having enough hours in the day, we take action out of survival mode, out of a stressed out nervous system state. This is rarely helpful to us, and it really messes with good decision-making and creative thinking. We tend to take on more work than we need to, like excess marketing or admin stuff. And when you try to do all the things, when you try to do so much, it's hard to know which tasks are actually making an impact. So then you keep trying to do all the things to keep getting the same results, which you probably know isn't sustainable, but at the same time, it feels like there's no other way. When you do a bit of work to define which tasks you'll focus on, all those everyday decisions get easier. The work behind the scenes gets smoother and less stressful, and it gets easier to evaluate what makes an impact and what you can stop doing. So, you'll decide on some key marketing and sales activities that you'll do consistently in your business. Use the reflections that you've done so far to see which activities make sense to focus on and which ones you can just stop doing or do less of. Maybe there are some activities that you'd even like to double down on based on how much impact they had in the past year. Truly, try not to list out too many things to do regularly. When it comes to marketing and sales activities, they should not take up such a big part of your work time. You can focus on the activities that bring you the most growth and the most sales instead of trying to do everything. And it'll probably be easiest for you and the most time-effective solution if these are tasks that feel good to you and that you enjoy doing. And if you have someone helping you, if someone's doing some of these tasks for you, still write them down, but make a note of whose task it is. Now, just because we're talking about next year in this series, it doesn't mean that you have to commit to these activities for the full year. But you might want to commit to them for a three-month period or so to get proper data to see if they're working. Remember that this is an experiment. And to be able to get proper results from an experiment, you need to commit to things for a minute. What industry you're in and what types of activities you're testing out um, affects how much time you need for them to take effect. But three months can be a good rule to follow if you're not otherwise sure how long to test things out. We're so used to instant everything nowadays, so it can feel like we're doing something wrong when we don't see results right away, but it takes time. It takes patience through this process. We're going to try to avoid doing, you know, a bunch of things that worked for someone else, a bunch of things that someone else said that you should do, but that just maybe don't make sense in your business or for your strengths. If you change things up all the time, it's really hard to build momentum or to see what impact activities had. It's also hard on your brain and on your nervous system to not experience any kind of regularity. But if you've done something for a while, let's say for those three months, and you're not seeing the results that you'd like, then it's easier to reevaluate and come up with something else to try or figure out if there's just something that you can tweak in what you're already doing. I know that it can sound like forever to wait for something to take effect for three months, especially if it doesn't work out, right? But I try to think of those three months in context of all the time that I've spent on my business and trying to figure things out already, right? Let's say that there's a particular thing that I haven't figured out in the past year by just winging it. I'll probably figure things out faster by being intentional and assessing them in three month increments, then continuing on that path of winging it for the next year and the next year. In the workbook, I've also given you space to list out some other things that you need to do consistently. Maybe that's production, or client work, or admin work. Or checking in with your support team if you have one. This way you have all of this stuff collected into your workbook, into just one place. Once you know which tasks you're committed to, it's a good time to reflect on tasks that are taking more time and effort than you'd like them to. How could you make them easier to do? How could you simplify or streamline them? Can you automate anything with software or Could you delegate something, outsource something, or at least think about which things you'd like to delegate once you have the resources to do so? And are there tasks that you could just not do anymore? And who could be a good person to troubleshoot those tasks with? It can be surprising sometimes how just asking yourself these questions can bring you ideas that don't pop up when you're in your day-to-day, doing the things. Remember to refer to your reflections on what worked and didn't work in the past year because you might find clues in there that can help you come up with ideas for this part. All right, that's all I have for you today. Tomorrow, we're gonna look at how you could plan out your weekly schedule in a way that accounts for your key activities so that you can free up time for taking good care of yourself and have space for the big dreamy projects and updates that often get pushed aside. I'd love to hear any ahas that popped up for you today. So please either send me a DM at the Jenna thejannahalberg or share an Insta story and tag me so that I can cheer you on. And please feel free to send me any questions that you have. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll get back to this work again tomorrow, bye.